0: I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, showcase number 61, cover date March-April 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Murphy Anderson, edited by Julius Schwartz, featuring The Spectre in Beyond the Sinister Barrier, written by Gardner Fox, with art by Murphy Anderson. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Shathan the Eternal, ruler of the psycho-matter world of Dis, offers to help various people in life-threatening situations in exchange for their shadows, which he plans to use to enter the physical world. Specter witnesses the theft of a shadow. When he investigates, he is drawn to the world of Dis and attacked by demons. Specter overcomes his opponents, then travels back in time to learn of Shathan's creation. Spectre tracks down Shathan's worshippers just as they succeed in bringing him to Earth. Spectre drags Shathan back in time to various large explosions in the hopes one will be powerful enough to destroy the demon. When Spectre tosses Shathan into the primal atom at the dawn of time, the explosion causes the demon's essence to be hurled outward into the universe, incapable of reforming. Everyone is calling Spectre, Spectre. Criminals are falling, Spectre, Spectre. He's an effing angel fighting crime on Earth. Everyone is saying, Spectre, we need you today. (laughs) Must you really make up a theme song for every character? Yes, why wouldn't I? And what happens when we encounter them again? Will you remember? Sure, or I'll make a new one. I'm very creative. Since I found out about Ice Cube's gum, it stimulates my palate and my brain. (laughs) You do make up songs about Ice Cube's gum. I'm exclusively Ice Cube's now. Are you? Mm Mm-hmm. I just found cool orange flavor in the store. I thought it was discontinued, but I found it. This morning after breakfast, I was looking for some gum as I was, I don't know, cleaning up the kitchen or whatever. And I happened upon some of the watermelon flavored. And I remember... Oh, that's bad. It's awful. Mm -hmm. And it's been sitting in the kitchen for for a couple months now because one of us, probably me, I don't know, was like, Oh, a new ice cubes gum flavor. Let's try it. And it's, it's horrible. It's bad. The best one is lemon. It is the best, followed by raspberry sorbet. I would agree. Yeah, I like to mix. You, I'm sorry. Have you tried the orange yet? Did you like? Yes, you tri- I got it yesterday. I'm oh, half, half done with it. Wow! It comes at a pretty penny. It's four dollars a box. What? Mm-hmm. They have really struck on something that the company haven't, they? Yep. Maybe they'll sponsor us. Ice cubes, the chew that refreshes. I'll work on that. <laughs> Um, I like to mix one piece of lemon with one piece of strawberry or raspberry sorbet. Okay. Um, I also like a lemon-mint combination. You're becoming a, an ice cubes mixologist, aren't you? know what else is great? Arctic grape. Yeah, okay. Well, I have to disagree with you on that. I've, I've tried it. I don't like okay. it. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Um, the orange is a new flavor. I'm going to try to mix that with lemon when I get to work on Monday. 'Cause I have my collection of Ice Cube scums on my desk at work. <laughs> you do? Mm-hmm. I've never been to your work, so I don't No, you're not allowed. I I can't imagine what your desk looks like. It looks like uh, there's a computer screen. Uh huh. And then a thousand superhero dolls and action figures. Uh huh. And ice cubes gum. Okay. So you got a picture now? Got a picture. Um, also the bubblegum flavor mixed with any of the fruit flavors is good. It is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where do you buy your ice cubes? CVS or Walgreens. Okay, I'll put some recipes online. I just have to tell you, I went into a CVS for the first time the other day because I was driving down to Frederick and I had a, a cut on my hand. I had to get something to put on this cut in my hand. Yeah, right. So I go into CVS, and you know how much I despise CVS. I didn't know that. Okay, I I like CVS for their for their um, uh for their products and the and the layout and the store and such. It's the checking out experience where you get an arm's length of coupons printed out and I could not control my laughter when I I checked out I bought some band-aids and mm-hmm. a bottle of water mm-hmm. and uh, when he went to print it, he said and here's your receipt and I started laughing <laughs> I, just, I was thinking of that fantastic image post um, the the, the um, royal wedding mm-hmm. where they had her train and it was a little, <laughs> it was a CVS receipt <laughs> oh, well here right. we are here we are The Spectre. Yes. What do you know about the Spectre, Rob? Well, I do know that... um, uh, I mean, I knew about the Spectre before we read this because I had encountered it in the 90s, I think it was. Yes, I had Rob read a few issues of the excellent John Ostrander Tom Mandrake Spectre series. So I do like this comic. Um, it's Jim Corrigan was the character. He is a, uh, um, uh, a police officer, mm-hmm. and he is inhabited by the spirit of the Spectre, which, as I understand, was he was denied, not, i Jim. So I don't know who the Spectre was. Right. Well, like who, what body he he had before he was denied entry into the afterlife? Oh, it was Jim Corrigan. So, oh, okay, so tell me, go. Jim Corrigan yeah. was uh, a beat cop. Okay back in More Fun Comics number 52, 1940. And what could be more fun than being murdered by criminals and put in a barrel full of cement and dumped in the river? Wow. Nothing. Nothing. So, uh, yeah, originally Jim Corrigan was the deceased, and he was denied entry into heaven and was sent back to Earth to wreak bloody vengeance on all criminals. Okay. Then, a few issues later, Jim Corrigan's body was actually resurrected, after which the specter became a separate personality, which entered and exited his body. Okay. Just to double check in, the, the red mute light is on over uh-huh. this side. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, It's thanks. fine. Okay. <clears throat> I know you control, you get to control right, right, the right. technical stuff. I'm right. just, you know, I'm just talent over here on this side. Mm-hmm. That's a term we use Pure in the Pure talent. Yep, talent. Personality talent. plus. Okay, just so. Just like Melissa Gilbert. So, Jim Corgan, the, the spirit that inhabits him, the specter, yes. is that also Jim Corgan? I mean, it was originally... I guess it does have a separate existence because in modern times it has inhabited other bodies. Including Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, when he died for a while. Really? He became the Spectre. Yes. Oh, I don't remember that. No, I kept you away from that because I know how much you like Hal Jordan. So I want to say that... um... That I understand, you know that 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 the the uh, basically that Jim Corgan fights crime as a cop, and mm-hmm. then the Spectre also fights crime, but on a larger scale, right. on a more cosmic scale. Yes, yes. Uh, so the Spectre debuted in 1940, as I said, co-created by Jerry Siegel, who was also co-creator of Superman. And uh, eventually, the Spectre became a little less grim and gritty, and became a Co-star in his own feature, becoming a guardian angel of sorts to Percival Pop, Supercop, a comic. So you're saying eventually, like, not right now. Uh, Well, this was back in the 40s. Okay, all right. As you recall, Mm -hmm. superheroes died away in the early 1950s and were resurrected in the late 1950s, beginning with the new version of The Flash, Mm -hmm. Green Lantern, Hawkman, etc. Showcase Comics... Was just as it says, a showcase for new ideas or new characters, which would then, if they were popular enough, go into their own series, like the Flash and Green Lantern did. Okay. Now, I have some bad news for you. What? This story takes place on Earth Two. Okay. Which longtime listeners will know that you don't like. Okay. I, I, as as, and and longtime listeners will also understand that I am. Always open to change. That's right, he is. I'll vouch for that. So Spectre was one of these nineteen forties heroes that was resurrected, mm-hmm. but not in a new version. Unlike Flash and Green Lantern, this is the original character telling new stories taking place on Earth too. Can you hear Captain Butler lapping up the lapping water? Lapping up there? the water. Yep. Yeah, um, he's been going at it for about. Ninety seconds. Captain Butler is a coon hound, everyone, and he drinks about fifteen gallons of water a day. <laughs> he does not drink that much. Fourteen but... of those <laughs> gallons are drunk right at bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. He is a, such a precious dog. He's awesome. So, um, so in this issue, yes, we are dealing with a place called the Sinister Barrier, and a. Uh, shathan or shathan the eternal well let's talk about this let's take the h's out of the name what do we have satan yeah yeah i think that's who he's fighting yes um this cover is an iconic cover in which specter is giving a gut punch to (laughs) shathan while shathan smashes the earth over Spectre's head what and what is that 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 is south america yep okay (laughs) <laughs> those poor people in South America. Is it? Because there's water splashing Well, in. No, wait it's... a second. Now, wouldn't Satan's hands be over South America? No, Satan's hands are over Texas that's, and it's, Siberia. It's not drawn well because it's disproportionate to the actual... Uh, it, that's not where South America... Uh, South America would be actually below his wrist. Not. No, quite, no, no. Mexico would be under his wrist. But there's not that much distance between... Texas and California and Mexico and the yeah because there's all those middle Panama and all that Ecuador all those Central America is not that large. Rob, okay, all right, all right. This (laughs) This is Murphy Anderson, and I know he did his research. Okay, except that they never make Africa big enough on any globe. No. No. Do you know? um, I was going to say this for later on, but um, Shathan the Internal, um, looks like uh, Enrico Calentori. Who's that? <laughs> the actor? Oh, the actor from um, from um, uh, uh, Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest. Yes, and uh, he was on that show with uh, New Adventures of Old Christine, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a director too. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would. I would so, let me tell you something. Yes. Trying to figure out what this what, what this guy's name was. I'm literally as I was doing this, I was searching online, going modern bald television <laughs> actors. And I'm scrolling through all the images to find this guy. I didn't know this, his name. All I knew is that I knew him from Galaxy Quest and that I felt like Shathan, uh, the the Eternal, looked like Enrico Calentori. Okay. Yeah. I think he looks a little like what Hot Stuff the Little Devil would look like growing up. <laughs> because he is wearing a diaper, like Hot yes. Stuff the Little Devil. Yeah. He's also wearing Jimmy Olsen's biker gang belt. Yeah, what's up with covering up the belly buttons? I don't know. The no, Spectre well, also has his covered up. Yes, but Spectre has a nice trim figure and square-cut bikini trunks. I should mention. that's extend up Spectre- to his lower back and cover his belly button. Right, right, right. Well, he's maybe he needs some back support because he's a spirit. Hmm. Um, I'll mention that that's, that's all the Spectre wears is these bikini trunks, little booties and gloves, and a cloak, yeah. a hooded cloak. Um, Shaythan has got, like, a dad bod. He's a little pooch around the middle. <laughs> Dad bod. It's uh, because he just sits on his throne all the time. Yeah, we'll get to that too. I yeah. like that throne. Mm-hmm. So, billions of years ago, the first primal atom exploded to create the eons and planets. I guess they're just trying to say time and space? Are, are you in the story right splash now? Splash page. Okay. For long eons, evil has existed in the psycho matter universe of Dis. Awaiting the moment out of time when it could break through and dominate the earth, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's the last of the pseudoscience we're going to get. Because the rest of the issue, we get actual scientific fact. We which do. Which is a hallmark of writer Gardner Fox. He would often throw in real-life historical and scientific facts. Because he was a well-respected science fiction and comics writer. Responsible for most of the golden age of DZ Comics. okay. Just so you know. One of these characters, one of these demons, the, the, the yellow one, kind of looks like my my um, Granny Mitchell when she took her teeth out. <laughs> I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah, doesn't it? Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> in fairness, that's God, what my grandmother looked like with her teeth out, too. So God rest her. So maybe that's a hallmark of people with no teeth. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's dive right in. Yes, let's go! Along the scorching sands of the Gobi Desert. A Mongolian bandit, his tongue swollen, his senses reeling from thirst, looking for water. He finds water, but look, nope, it's a mirage. Right. They notice it in the top panel. (laughs) The first thing he says is he calls out to the demon spirits of the desert. Not even the good spirits. Maybe he's been praying to God all this time and nothing happened, so he's turning to the demon spirits. Yeah. Are there only demon spirits in the desert, though? Maybe that's it. I, well, it's uh, the Gobi Desert is about five hundred thousand square miles uh-huh. of desert. Okay, in, in, uh, so I imagine there's a lot of space for demons, right? Of all of all kinds, and um, and and good spirits and bad spirits, right? Yeah. Right. So he's finds that he's now drinking sand. Uh, a mysterious voice appears from the ether, promising him. To quench his thirst in exchange for a small price, your shadow. Mm. Sure. Okay. Fine. give me some water. You can have my shadow. Next page. We get in. We're in France with the cave explorer, the spelunker, André Voisin. Is that a real person? I have no idea. I'll Google it. Okay. Um, André Voisin is trapped in a cave. I imagine he was looking for caveman art. If he's in France, probably. If he's probably. in France, you bet. Trapped in the cave, uh, here comes a voice again. I'll give you your freedom in exchange for your shadow. Andre is ready to give his soul up. He certainly is. I'll sell you anything if you'll save me, even my soul. I don't need your soul, I just need your shadow. Small price to pay, go free. My goodness. What? Andre Marcel Voisin was a French biochemist, farmer, and author, best known for developing the theory of rational grazing. Shut up. He also lectured extensively on his theories in many parts of the world. Was I, he? Did he ever spelunk? I, yeah, I have no idea. Does he look like this guy in this comic? Um, let me see images. Wow. No. Okay. Well. Total coincidence then. Well, he is French, and he's a notable French biochemist. Hm. Huh. Maybe he was a fan of the comic, and they just put his name in there. Yeah. Next, we go to Africa. With <laughs> big game hunter Olive Morel. Olive Morel. I'm googling her. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump ahead to the next one because I also wrote down. Oh no, the next person's a, a, a non, uh, window washer. So Olive Morel. Yeah. She's she... a big game hunter. She's about to down a uh, elephant. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's an elephant. Yes. I'm Good. at My identification <laughs> you're, of you're multitasking right now. You're you're trying to look up Olive Morell. I just looked up Olive Morell. She's a British actress from the turn of the century. Are you kidding? No. She's very pretty. Well, well, then he's pulled these people out. Um, uh, now this is actually taking place in 1966. Yeah. Uh, so he's pulled these people out um, into the story. These 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 characters. She's very pretty, but she's a brunette, unlike this big game hunter Olive morell Yes. Uh, whose gun is empty? Click, click. Yeah. She's not gonna bring that elephant down. Not that bull elephant, no. But, uh, she trades her shadow for a bullet. She sure does. Boy, these people will trade their shadow for anything, won't they? Uh-huh. Next, in Gateway City. In Gateway City, we have a window washer. He falls 40 floors. That 40 would floors. hurt. Yes. That would leave a mark. Yeah, you think? As he's falling, he hears a voice. Is... Living worth your shadow. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. Take my shadow. Give me my life. He lands as lightly as a feather. Okay, so look at the woman in the red red dress. Uh-huh. And then this is Jim Corgan. He says, he landed as lightly as a feather. What a lucky guy. He must have been saved by a sudden updraft of wind. And I wrote in my, in my notes here, saved by a draft of wind. Really? Really? How well, often does that happen? Fla- falling 40 flights down a staircase. Whoop, whoop. Oh, I'm just going to land on my feet. Honestly, it happens all the time in DC Comics. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's, and su- Superman's always using his super breath to save people from falling. Well, and Yes. Um, Do you remember when Lois Lane was um, was uh, snooping around in her new boss's apartment uh-huh. and she fell off the ledge yep. and um, Superman, Superman uses his breath to blow her into, into, truck. into, into a, trail, a truck full of tomatoes? Yes. <laughs> Oh, we have fun, don't we? We sure do. <laughs> um, Jim Corrigan, who has a fetching streak, streak of in white his hair. in Streak his hair, yes. That must be a result of him being dead. I seem to think that's always been there. You know, Bob, all hair is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I did know that. It wasn't at the forefront of my consciousness, <laughs> but thank you for reminding me. Um does, now, does Jim get to have talks with the Spectre yes. all the time? So the Spectre is talking to him out of the back of his head, like uh Professor Quirrell in Harry Potter. Yes. So I'm I'm sorry I have to ask a question. Yeah. I'm I uh, I'm hoping our listeners will indulge me with this question because I'll never ask it again. Right. The Spectre is always with Jim Corgan, except when he's going off and fighting cosmic adventures. Uh, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. bathroom. Yeah. Yep. Private time. Private time. Yep. Sure is. Does the specter say, hey. <laughs> hey, Jim. <laughs> you can't hold hands with God if you're masturbating. <laughs> Idle hands are <or> the devil's <laughs> workshop. Anyway. I'm sorry. I don't mean to stay on that too long. I just thought, yeah, he's with him all the time, yep, right? Sure yep. is. Okay. Um, Jim notices, thanks to the specter's prodding, that the window washer has no shadow. Yeah. Would you notice that if you were just? I mean, he is a detective. You know, I don't. No, I wouldn't. I mean, maybe. What I the funny thing is, I do pay attention to stupid things uh, like that. I like, for example, when I'm if I'm walking the dog at a certain time of day, I actually pay attention to where the shadows uh-huh. are so that I can find the coolest place for us to run. So uh, I don't know. Maybe I would notice that. Would you? Well, I don't know. Now I am looking at this top panel where the. Horrified woman has a prominent shadow. She sure does. And Jim also has a shadow. Yes. Indicating uh, that the sun is behind them. Yes. The window washer does not have a shadow, but the building is between him and the sun. Well, also... Notice that when the window washer is falling, initially, there is a shadow behind right. him. And one would, would say, well, well, actually, from what we're seeing on the next panel over, that the sun is actually behind the building and there would be no way that a shadow would be cast on this man because he's actually blocked from the sunlight. But I will allow that what maybe there is some light that is being reflected from the sun off the building across the street and therefore um, casting a shadow behind him. I'm just going to go with the more logical assumption that the sun suddenly shifted... Several hundred degrees in the sky. <laughs> Within seconds? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is that like, if you don't pay attention to the sun, it moves very quickly? Right, right. Okay. All right. I like that explanation. I mean, that makes more sense. It does. To me. So the specter pops out of Jim's body to track this man. Yes, he does. He feels himself pulled by some kind of electroplasmic magnetism yeah. towards the man. Yeah. Yeah. Powerless to stop where powerless. he's sucked inside the window washer's body. Where he finds the missing shadow. Yeah, there it is. Hey, I've been waiting for you. Now I'm going to hit you. Um, They start dueling. The ghostly guardian. They call him the ghostly guardian here. I have pulled out some fantastic names that the Spectre is also called. Oh, there's also the Dis... Discarnate Detective. I like that. Spirit Sleuth. Mm-hmm. And here's my favorite... The Ace of Shades. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, yes, d- Spectre, dispirited detective that we call him, dispir- discarnate, discarnate. Okay. Spectre and the Shadow battling. The psychic detonation of it, their battle is hurling him completely out of the physical universe. So basically, he's he's been pulled into this window washer's body, mm-hmm. fi- inside the body is fighting the shadow of the window washer, which then becomes a gateway into the next place that we, he's yeah. vaulted into. Into the land of Dis. Where Dis? Where Dis? Dis? Where Dis? <laughs> See what Dis I did this place be a baneful place. The barren, baneful <laughs> land of Dis. Where are
1: you?
0: I just, turned the, I just scanned the next page that we're talking about right here. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he actually says, yeah, I'm gone, and it's a and it's place, a barren, baneful land. It's yeah, horrible. It is. It's uh, it's full of tiny little volcanoes, and dead trees and lizard creatures and horrible things. Yes, demons. Can the specter survive in this eerie, eerie psychomatter world? Let's turn the page and find out. Um, I, I encountered a word that I do, I wasn't familiar with. Um, What's that? Well, uh, are you on the the part two? now? Yeah. Um, the word Eldritch. Oh, yes. You've probably encountered that word before, but I I, I hadn't, and I, I, so I thought I'd look it up. It's an early 16th century term, originally, probably originated with the Scots, uh, re- relating to perhaps elves, eldritch, E-L-D-R-I-T-C-H, is weird and sinister or ghostly. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if someone's listening to this, all of our listeners who read comics are like, oh, God, how could he not know that word? But it's not a word I, I remember encountering. Well, I'm sure I first encountered it in comic books, but it's... Yeah. Uh, Commonly used in stories about black magic and sinister, ancient, demonic beings. So I'm 47. Yeah. And I had a realization today. Mm -hmm. You have been telling me in the 25 years that we've been together, once in a while we'll encounter things like the word eldritch or something, something strange. And I'll say, where did you learn about that? And you have always said to me, comics. Yeah. I'm beginning to understand that. I'm beginning to under. I mean, I read science fiction growing up. Yeah. I loved science fiction. Sure, sure, I had sure. uh, Piers Anthony and Isaac Asimov and uh, right Asimov. As, Asimov, sorry. Oh, <laughs> at least I know you're not going to edit that out. Excuse me. Um, so uh, anyway, I read science fiction. That was my big thing. I, I read a little bit of fantasy, but but mostly science fiction. Right. Um, and I I understand there's a lot of in, in comic books. There's a lot of myths. Uh, thrown into this of uh, uh, different uh... He's beginning to see the light No, I just I'm sorry I, I, I just rambled on I just think it's very very interesting that you know there, there are a lot of different aspects of um, mythology and literature that are woven into comic books Yes And I can see how through comic books this is passed down from um, older people to younger people in a, in a novel way Mm-hmm. That I would never appreciated before. Well, I would say it's very dependent upon the writer. So someone like Gardner Fox, you're going to get a lot of good information thrown in there. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is I, I I really do like this comic. This is something that has fascinated me. This the Spectre. Okay. I think that the the drawing is excellent. Yes. I think the story is deep. It's not just some sort of silly mystery like Jimmy Olsen and the motorcycle gang. Right. You know, this is a lot deeper than that. And I found it. Actually very entertaining. Well, look at that. Mm -hmm. Mission accomplished. We get a secondary splash page. We sure do. A full page shot of the Spectre being attacked by demons. Yellow demons with various appendages thrown on Mm -hmm. here and there. Spectre is battling these demons, some of whom are named, like... Tafalla of the Hundred Seas and Aramon of the Windy Worlds. <laughs> I had yes. a windy world this morning. I was just going to Those, say that bean salad last night. <laughs> I was. Like, and I, I was making a note. Uh, I rather I made a note. I said I thought perhaps if I if I was a demon I might be named Robert of the Many Winds. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. After that salad we had last night, the abominations of all time are here in dis. The living incarnation of every evil known to man. Does everyone have a name like this, like Araman of the of the Windy Worlds? And I mean, is there one of these guys here that's maybe named Fred? <laughs> I don't know, but I and like always, this guy—the guy grabbing his leg. I'm Fred. You know, we've seen the embodiment of evil, for example, with Prince Raman. Yeah. Why do the embodiments of evil always look so goofy? They've all got pot bellies and goofy faces. I wouldn't be scared of them. And extraneous appendages. You know? The embodiment of evil should just be like it, the clown. Oh. No, what's its name? Pennywise. Oh, that is horrible. That's what I'd like to see more of. Yeah. Spectre fighting clowns. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The battle, 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 fight, fight, fight. Words, words, words. How's he going to get out of this one? Well, I'll tell you how he's going to grow bigger than the entire galaxy. Yeah, that was impressive. I didn't know he could do that. Did oh, you? Oh, sure, he can do anything. Which is kind of a little bit of the problem with the Spectre, yeah, because he could do anything. So, well, that uh, would mean that the the the, uh, the guys that he's fighting against, his right. foes, yep. also have to be equal in his powers in order right. to keep it interesting. Right. Right. Which is that's again the problem. Yeah. It's hard to sustain. So Spectre grows giant. Because he's not bound by ordinary laws. Mm. He will grow until he becomes so nebulous that the weapons of the demons will pass between the spaces of the atoms which make up his body. Then he will just continue growing bigger than the entire universe. And then somehow end up back on the foggy wharf of Gateway Harbor. Yeah. I'm assuming Gateway City is San Francisco. Okay, that makes sense. Because it's a suspended bridge over a bay. Now tell me, um, who the heck is he talking to uh, when he's on this the, the the at Kiwi Harbor. Oh, okay. So um, he's hearing a voice that's talking yeah. to him. So this goes back to his origin, when this voice was the one that sent him back from the afterlife to Earth. So, so is this God? Uh, yes, essentially. Because, I don't think they can say that in the comic, but because, as you know, we're going to race backward in time mm-hmm. to the very birth of the universe. Mm-hmm. And the specter gets to witness it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, no biggie. I'll just you know pulse yeah. pulse along with it with with time. Yes. Uh, or possesses um, this. But he pulsates in spirit form to merge um, with the pulse of time to flow forward or backward in time. Yeah. So he just goes back to the creation of the universe. Yeah. Why no not? biggie. You know. Um. L- remind me to talk about that later. But yes. The voice tells him that he has control of time and he can go back and forward. And so Spectre is going to travel back to the beginning of the universe and witness the Big Bang. Rob. Yes. As you probably know, during the first half of the 20th century, there were two competing theories about how the universe began. The Big Bang Theory. Yes. And the Steady State Theory. Okay. Now in 1961, three years before this story was published... That's when we discovered the back, background microwave radiation, yes, which uh, sort of proved the Big Bang theory was the more correct theory, right? So that's remarkable that we're now seeing that in the comic book. The well, so five, years later, the, five years later. Five years later. Three. The Chicago, three years later. Oh, five. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Oh, sorry. No. 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 Two years later, because 1964 was when the background radiation was discovered. Okay, all right. So, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Spectre travels back to witness the Big Bang, which he also witnesses a simultaneous implosion, which created the world of Dis. Yes. Which is evil. Yes. Then we get the explanation of the world of Dis, and we get these awesome images of... um, Sh- Shathan. Shathan, first of all, sitting in an Eames mid-century chair. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'd like that chair for our new home, please. Wouldn't that be great? Mm-hmm. This is where I stopped in the story, and I, I looked at him in that, in that chair, and I went, he looks like someone I, I've seen on the <laughs> Wait, That's how I found Enrico Colantori." Okay. Colantori, yeah. Um. As long as there's belief in him, Shathan exists. Yeah. Now we're going to get a little history lesson. Here we go. Apparently Shathan has influenced evildoers throughout time. For instance, this witch with a cauldron. Mm -hmm. uh, The golden calf from Moses' days. Moses. Moses. Um, uh, Some kind of image of himself sitting in a Buddha pose. With holding a cauldron of fire. Yeah. And here we go. Here we go. The forces of good were not asleep. Great men rose up. To lead the way of goodness. I cannot believe this. Including Moses. Moses, okay. Peter. The founder of the Christian church. Mm-hmm, Buddha. Okay. And Mohammed. Right here on the comics right page. Right here on the comics page. Exactly. A drawing of Mohammed. Now, I'm afraid to put this on social media. Yeah. Well, I would not put this image on social right. media. No. Now, I did look at this. There are plenty of... Images of Muhammad throughout art history, yeah. including a statue of Muhammad on the north frieze of the Supreme Court building. Really? Yes. And apparently depictions, um, Shia Muslims are much more tolerant of depictions of Muhammad than okay. Sunnis are. Commonplace in modern Iran to see photographs and drawings depicting Muhammad. Wow. So I guess what I'm saying is i all I know is what I hear in the news, which makes me afraid. But apparently, it's a little more layered than that. Yes, I, I, apparently it is. I, I just, you know, we, you were sitting across the room when I was reading this, and uh-huh. I just let out an exclamation, a gasp, <laughs> and said, Oh my God! Yeah. You, I said, There's is, this is the image of Mohammed in here. He said, I know! Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I'm sure in 1966, Murphy Anderson didn't call up the American consulate in. Persia, find out if it was okay to include a drawing of Muhammad. No, and isn't it? It made me think for a moment how much has changed in our nation mm-hmm. in the last fifty years. I like how um, everyone—Moses, Peter, and Muhammad—are drawn as human beings, but Buddha is just a statue—a drawing of a statue of Buddha. Yeah, which you know, probably Buddha never claimed to be supernatural. No, and probably of all those people I just named, the one with the most historical authenticity is Buddha. i I love this picture of moses smashing the tablets on the back of the golden calf (laughs) i don't that didn't happen in the movie no well the ten commandments he threw them he threw them but he didn't smash them on the back of the golden calf but but that would have been better if he'd had yeah smash and then he could just go around to the middle east with those tablets just smashing things that'd be a comic i would read (laughs) you know what i miss come here criminal smash what? I miss my dad saying, where's your God now, Moses? <laughs> he used to he used to say that to me once in a while. Where's yes. your God now, see? Of course, that's from the Ten Commandments. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, apparently, last issue, Spectre battled Asmodus. I see. Who was uh, also influenced by Shathan. Well, a disciple of Shathan. Yes. Who was trying to bring him into existence. Uh, but they didn't have a checkerboard, so we can't talk about it. Mm-mm. Um, so Spectre goes back out into space. Flying through space! Back to the world of Dis. Psycho Punch! And now... Now he's just making up landscapes. I mean, look. Do you see that next page? He's flying through space with his arms outstretched and his cape outstretched. Then we go to this page right here, uh-huh. and I'm just watching him continue with the story. Trying, he's making the connections between Asm- Asmodius, uh, Asmodus. I As- don't know. Asmodus. Yeah. And Shathan. And so every panel, he's in a different sort of place. Where he's standing on a on a moonscape, you know, on an ice lake, and then the next thing, he's standing on top of an ice mountain. As he's uh, wrapping up the story. Uh, Um, Yeah, this is great. Momentarily exhausted by his trip through time and the nether universe, (laughs) the spirit sleuth returns into the body of Jim Corrigan. Well, I'm sorry that you're exhausted, Spectre, but Jim Corrigan's currently punching out a criminal, so you're not going to get much rest. Yeah, and and Jim does not look equally matched to this criminal at all. No. Yeah. But uh, he takes him down by tackling him into an empty elevator. Foomp! Which asmo, uh, no, uh, Shathan then cuts the rope on and the elevator starts plummeting. Fantastic artwork here. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at the feet coming out of the panel. hmm Look at the action. This mm-hmm. perspective of this punch. Yep. It's brilliant. You love action, don't you? I do. So the elevator's falling. Luckily, the specter. Just pops underneath and catches it. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's what he does. I'm going to make myself big. And a little bit smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Corrigan is really pushing himself to his limits. This guy, does he hate... Like, does he have a, a death wish, Jim well, Cor- So he he hurls himself into the elevator with, right. with uh, in the previous page with the, uh, the 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 criminal. Right, he punches him and hurls himself and and the criminal into the elevator. The next page, he's jumping out of a moving police car mm-hmm. onto another car mm-hmm. with the window open, jo- jumping onto the, the door of the other moving car to grasp the driver by the neck through the open window. Right. Well, I guess if you had already died once, and you had an omnipotent being living inside you, I might be willing to take a few more risks with my life. He's a badass. Yeah, he is. Uh, Oh, look at that. The Golden Gate Bridge is collapsing. <laughs> Whoops. Shathan is struck again. I just pictured uh, the specter at this point going, Shathan... <laughs> What's Shaven done now? Womp <laughs> womp. Don't worry, Spectre's gonna grow giant and grow three arms to fix the bridge. He's only limited by his imagination. I'm not Much sure if he's actually grown extra arms or if he's—it's just, just, just a fast motion of arm movement. I have no idea. Fixing the bridge. Yascheck- <copying its> <poems> so, uh, we have, um, and we're going to move on to the next which is the conclusion of this story. Yeah, which is another splash page. I love the Uh face-off. The face-off at the bottom of that thing. But will the mighty specter be able to overcome the evil one when they meet in combat? Great indeed are the powers of the specter, but just as mighty are those of shaitan the the eternal. The colossal conclusion starts on the fourth page following. I will um, just pause here on the letters page, because the... We have seen previously in Showcase Comics other uh, resurgences of Earth Two heroes, so they had a team up with Doctor Fate and Hourman, mm-hmm. and then a team up with Starman and Black Canary. Starman, not that Starman. Oh, okay. his father. Though. Okay, you know what I'm thinking. You're, I know what you're thinking. You know what of, I'm thinking. Unless of. you're thinking of the movie Starman. No. No. Oh. The comic. Yes. Rob did read some comics in the 90s. Everywhere. Are you remembering that now? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't actually remember that you read that. Uh-huh. And anyway. I was so excited when we're going to go into talking about Doom Patrol. I know. That's next week, everyone. Doom Patrol. Yeah. Um. So, this issue with Spectre mm-hmm. was supposed to be a team-up with Dr. Midnight, apparently, originally. But they just went with Spectre by himself. Okay. Because I guess what are you going to do if you have the Spectre can do everything? Yeah, oh, is mean, Doctor Midnight do- going to throw a black bomb and make coffee? <laughs> <laughs> just, just comment on things and observe. So another splash page, a third splash page. Shathan is coming into existence on Earth with his shadowless followers chanting Shthuglu, Stuglu, Thala, which means. Well, obviously they must know what to say. It means come to Earth, Shathan. <laughs> Specters flying out of the moon to stop yeah. you. They are in a temple, chanting and chanting. Cthulhu, I'm sure it sounds better than that when it comes out of their mouths. Well, I don't know. They don't have shadows, so who knows what they sound like? Yeah. Well, <sounds> <comfort Quincy> f- <properly> Shathan the. Eternal, f- solidly forms on Earth, his eyes glowing redly with ancient evil, lips curving grimly in triumph. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's a demon. He's the demon king. He's a demon on wheels. No, that's Jimmy. Yeah, he's wearing, he's wearing bikini briefs. Like baggy bikini briefs. Yeah. Like, like a diaper. Yeah. And a wrestling belt. Um, Spectre tackles him. Here we come on my favorite part, and yours too, I think. What? Well, Spectre and Shathan fly into space. Spectre lands a punch mm-hmm. so hard that his fist flies off of his body, travels around the entire universe, <laughs> and donkey punches Shathan in the back of the head. ha, ha, I love it so much Oh, Hurdles across the universe The hundreds of billions of light years Of yeah. the universe To return since <laughs> space and time is curved And belt the dictator from behind Wowie <laughs> The dictator of dis <laughs> Imagine that You get hit Somebody punches you in the front of the face Boom. Yeah. And then immediately you're hit in the back of the head By the same fist I don't know how immediate it was It had to go around billions of light years can't go faster than the speed of light. Well, I don't know. Uh, so, Shayden's going to take a specter into the heart of the sun, which harms neither of them. Yep. They come out the other side. Now... Now we just get to see how imaginative the, the specter can be in solving this problem, which is I have got to take him to all of these historic events of catastrophic yes. uh, nature to... Find what it is that can destroy him. So, historic explosions in history. Uh, Step one. Remember, this is written in 1966, Mm -hmm. so we're going to go back five years to... October 30th, 1961. The Soviet Union tests a 58-megaton hydrogen bomb named Tsar Bomba, the most powerful nuclear weapon ever detonated. That didn't do it. Nope. Back we go. Just a tickle. (laughs) June 30th, 1908. The Tunguska event the largest impact event on Earth in recorded history, which flattened 2,000 square miles of forest, though no known human casualties were recorded. Yeah. Um, Clavroom is the sound that that explosion makes. Mm-hmm. Still didn't do it. Didn't do it. Let's go back to August 21st, 1883. 1883 to... Krakatoa, <laughs> east of Java. Uh, the Krakatoa explosion in 1883 killed 36,000 people. Wow. And destroyed two thirds of the landmass of the island of Krakatoa, making wow. it into three islands. Extraordinary. And since there were no more powerful explosions between 1883 did you, did you, and the beginning of the universe, and he said it said in the comic that the island was blown to bits, eighteen square miles of land disappearing forever in the blast. A column of dust and stones was blown. Was blown seventeen miles into the air. Yes, they had tsunamis as far away as England. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. There's a movie about it starring Brian Keith. Really? Yep. Yeah. Um, as I said, no powerful explosions on Earth between 1883 and the beginning of time. So, back we go to the Big Bang. Right. Now this is what I was going to mention earlier. Mm-hmm. Spectre already went back to the Big Bang once. Mm-hmm. Now he's going back again, mm-hmm. which means now there's two Spectres there. At the beginning of the universe. Oh, because you're dealing with the whole time-space continuum thing? Okay. Furthermore, in the 1985 series Crisis on Infinite Infinite Earths, Earths. revolves around the specter going back to the beginning of the universe again. Yes. Which means now there are three specters at the beginning of the universe. At least three. Because how many times has he done this? He seems to know the way. Uh, You know, can we just assume that each time he goes, he sort of rewrites history? I guess so, but we've been so scientifically accurate up to this point. Why stop now? I'm a musician. (laughs) (laughs) Right, as am I. That's no excuse for not having science literacy. I I just, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I don't, it's just, you know, it's going to nag at me. Well, I was thinking about him throwing this, this, uh, Sh- Sh- Shathan yep. into the 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 Big Bang, right? Yeah, and that he would be scattered across the universe, expanding forever into infinity. Which is going to infest the entire universe with evil. That's what I thought. I said, "Well, how's that going to be?" At least before this, we had him contained in his own in the world of dis. Right now, we're going Where to <laughs> Now we're going to spread him across the entire universe forever. Yeah, yeah. So is that the origin of evil? Could you know maybe sin? I mean, maybe that's. Maybe that's, in fact, the origin of Dis. Because Shathan now is evil at the heart of the Big Bang. (gasps) Oh. Maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe. Time loop thing. He can never reform himself, for he will always be speeding outward at more than 100,000 miles per second, the speed of the expanding universe. That's science! Now, the specter returns... Giant to the temple where the former evildoers have their shadows back. Yeah, I saw this picture and I thought I thought about him saying, Here you go, folks. Here you go. <laughs> Come on, get into my hand. I'm going to take you home. Yeah. He returns right. them to the... Well, there's Olive Morrell being returned to the Veldt or wherever she right was. Where she was. Right where she was. Right where she was about to die. But yeah. well, she, she did shoot the elephant, though. So she, Yeah, I'll get right. Um, now, he's left her there with no weapons or food or water or anything, but she her pith fine. helmet. She'll be fine. Drops back into Gateway City where Jim Corrigan's punching a crook. Again. This guy. As Jim saved the city from lawless men, so I saved the world from an evil demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Together. That's, that's pretty much the same thing. Uh-huh. Together. We shall continue our unending efforts to make Earth and its universe safe from any threat. I bet Jim Corrigan wishes he could send his fist around the universe <laughs> and punch, punch a crook in the back of the head. <laughs> <Sock>. <laughs> Jim Corrigan, yeah, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, what do we think? I like this comic. I really, really do. I have so enjoyed this. Um, it's a little heady at times. But lots of words, lots of words, but plenty of punching. So yeah, lots can't argue action. with that. Yeah, and we got some historical references to uh, uh, other religions, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we have this wonderful uh, scenery and great action shots. Wonderful drawing. Um, a little, yes, yeah, a little heady. I mean, it's a lot of this sort of like good evil time everything infinity blah blah blah. Yeah, but. You know. Compared with what some of the stuff we've been reading, it's a it little—it was a refreshing adventure, a little more intellectually mm-hmm. challenging. Yeah. All right, I can't one hundred percent promise that we're going to have an episode out next week. We hope to, because we're moving. Yes. To our glorious new home in the country, yes. just like Lucy and Desi did. And we're going to be without internet service for a while. Uh, three Plus, we're moving days. It's like an eternity. Well, just and it, we we have to move and unpack and all that sort of stuff. So blah blah blah. Yeah, we'll do our best. Um but coming up, we've got Doom Patrol, yeah. we've got more Legion of Superheroes, more Superman, we've got Star Spangled <laughs> War stories with a gorilla in it. <laughs> oh, th- everything. Whatever you want, we've got it. Well, I'm looking forward to so, to the Do Patrol for sure. Stay tuned. Don't forget to visit us on social media at CocoCheckPod. Don't forget to rate and review on iTunes or wherever you receive your downloaded podcast information from. And we will be back soon. Bye! Bye! <laughs>